There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, guys, welcome to the Dark Light Show. I'm your host, Jim Price, here. You're going to have me for the next couple of days. Josh is traveling. He's in Utah. with. Uh, he's doing a, uh, an event, actually, for his own stuff, his, his own stuff, the Red Pills Project that he does every year. I actually went last year, uh, but this year was not able to attend. Just some you know, things come up, but uh, he's actually in Utah spending some time with friends of the show and people that I know as well. Like I said, I wish I'd have been there, but he is going to be on the road for a while. Anyway, you got me. Uh, welcome. Hi, guys, everybody. I'm Jim Price, right? <laughs> Happy guys forgot. Did you guys forget already? Did you guys forget who this guy was? No, I don't think you did. Uh, going through the, the news today, you guys all heard that Hunter Biden's little um, plea deal fell through yesterday, and everybody is racing to the part like, oh, my gosh, oh, this guy is an addicted. He's addicted to drugs, and he's... He's, you know, his father cares for him, and we all should pour our hearts out and buy some five hundred thousand dollar pencil scrap, you know, drawings. He did. Um, no, this is not the problem for this guy. This, the problem for this guy, is the problem for us. Do you guys realize that in this plea deal that this guy was picking up, where he was getting a uh, a fine for his gun charges, he was getting, um. A couple little like little fines or something for his uh, his IRS issues, and then he was going to get acquitted, or pardoned, or forgiven, or immunity to anything past, present, or future investigations. And this is okay. No, listen, guys. You want to talk about a two tiered system? You want to talk about an absolute slap to your face? Every person that you have, that you know, that you've ever seen sent to jail literally should be suing the government, should class action lawsuit the pants off of this government for the fact that this is a deal that they were giving to a, another American that they haven't bothered to give to other Americans. Why? Well, because his name is Biden and Mr. Hunty, he's just a cute little guy and he just, you know, he got a drug problem. It's okay. And a China problem and a Ukraine problem and a Russia problem and a lot of other country problem. This guy's got issues all across this globe. He's been writing checks and doing deals like a con artist does. And he's been doing on the global effect. This guy, that's why he's in martial custody. Guys, you see the video of him pulling up yesterday? Have you seen the photos of him pulling up? Have you recognized those vehicles yet? Those are not private security vehicles. Those are not secret service vehicles. Those are not any type of other things. Those are marshal vehicles. Those are U.S. marshals that have him. Pay attention. U.S. Marshals, you'll find that wear the khaki pants and the odd-colored jackets and ties. U.S. Marshals tend to act a little bit more like just a standard flat-foot detective, and, and, and they, they tend to go out there and do the work. Now, listen to what I'm telling you, though. Mr. Hunty, Mr. Mr. Hunty Biden, Mr. Joe Biden, the pedo-in-chief's son, 
was getting the most sweetheart deal of eternity, of all sweetheart deals I have ever heard, other than just people coming out and saying, well, she she erased 30,000 emails, but there's nothing we could do about it. It wasn't really, there wasn't any really classified information, <laughs> Mr. Comey. Uh, anyway, so going back, Hunter Biden was going to have full, full, listen to me, listen to me. This is like, I would, anybody, I don't care what age you are, I don't care where, where you, who you are. If someone just said, hey, listen, we're going to give you a deal where past, present, and future crimes of yours will never be investigated or prosecuted, would you take it? Um, yeah. Uh, you're going to clear my record and make it like I'm super-duper you know, diplomatic immunity kind of guy? Heck yeah. Sign me up, judge. See, this is where I don't understand. I, I, I've told people about my stuff, okay? When I went in and talked to my attorney and they were doing something, by the time I got to the judge, it was it was like saying that what, the, what I told my attorney I would work with was like an ink pen. By the time the judge got done with it, it was a jumbo jet. They were shoving up my... Yeah. So I don't understand how it is that we're going into this whole plea bargain deal... They do the sentencing part of it, which is the they have to do a uh, they do an investigative sentencing portion of this right before they do the plea bargain deal, and they go back and kind of double check the record and make sure everything's you know the the I's are dotted, the T's are crossed, and the lipsticks on the pig or whatever it is, right? So this is what they do. But the, the brilliant part of it is, is this judge bothered to happen to notice that I don't know this guy's got some credibility issues issues globally. With some foreign actor registration stuff. I mean, what is that? I mean, who cares? It's just a document, right? No big deal, except for that's what they were trying to get with... um, That's what they're trying to get Flynn on. That's what they're trying to get other people on. In fact, I got a guest coming on my show today, and they're actually trying to get him on this Hatch Act of not being a registered agent. But see, Hunter Biden's got a little bit more than being a registered agent filing problem. He's got a lot of other problems, but the judge bothered to look at the paperwork like judges actually should do without rubber stamping and looking the other way or acting politically charged. So she bothered to read this and found out that the government, your government, the government you put your tax dollars into, where you're funding abortions worldwide, millions of abortions are funded on your U.S. tax dollars every single year. Those same tax dollars were also used to make sure that Hunter was going to get immunity. And I'm not talking, again, I just, I am just floored by this conversation. I'm not talking like, hey man, we're just going to let stuff go. Just don't be, just don't be a jerk anymore. You know, you know, you, you kind of done some dumb things in the past. So just be cool, bro. And everything's good, right? So stop and just, we're going to, you stop, we stop, everybody stops. All right. Cool, bro. Fist bump. We're out. Uh, FBI gone, right? No, this guy was getting past, present, and future investigation immunity. So what is it that they're trying to cover up? What was it? How bad is this stuff coming out going to be if they were trying to get prosecutable immunity given to a United States citizen that nobody else on earth has ever received? Well, that's a problem, isn't it, folks? 
your government, your DOJ, who won't prosecute the pedo-in-chief, who won't prosecute the people that did the things they did to me, and that case is still sitting there, U.S. Marshals investigated, it's still sitting there waiting for the DOJ to pick up the case so I can get some justice, but oh no, they're out there negotiating the deal. How? Okay, wait, hold on a second. If I'm, if you're the, if you're Hunter Biden's attorney, how much did you really ask for if when you whittled it down with the government that you're just getting prosecutable immunity? So what did you start out with? Prosecutable immunity, a letter from Jesus, uh, you know, a thumb stamp from uh, the thumbprint from God. I mean, a trillion dollars. What were you negotiating if you were Hunter Biden's attorney? What did you start with so that the the DOJ on the other side could somehow get in the middle to give you prosecutable immunity. How much did you ask for up front? Were you asking for like 10 jumbo jets and some money in the bank? What were you doing that you got down to prosecutable immunity? Or did the government bring that to you initially because they're in bed with, oh, oh, that's the dirty, ucky part, huh? Our DOJ brought this to them. Our DOJ hid this in the sentencing. Our DOJ bothered to put this in as a disclaimer and a footnote with an asterisk beside it on a third page of the review to this, that, and the volumes at 2295, whatever, right? Whatever bazillion back page it was on. The DOJ did this to you guys, folks. Guys, I don't think you realize how republics work. I don't, Do you guys understand how a republic works? A republic means that if one of you has been offended, then we've all been offended. If one of your votes has been taken away from you, misused or abused, rewritten, then it's been rewritten for all of us. It's an abuse to all of us. See, we don't pay attention to the way this whole thing should be ran because they showed you how to be unique and special, and everybody can be president. Right, Obama? Right, right, Barry? Hey, Uncle Barry, how's that presidency thing working out? That really worked out cool. You can you, The history is really not writing you down the way you hoped it would. But you're a Manchurian candidate because you don't know what's really going on. Folks, there's an email. There's an email chain that ties Uncle Barry to Hunty. Oh, yeah. Old Hunter is going to have, uh, he's got a, he's going to have a, he has got some, you got some explaining to do there, senor. Uh, th- this is an email thing. I'm going to talk about this after the commercial break. But there are so many things going on with Hunter. But where's Anthony Weiner's laptop? I'm going to keep bringing it up. All right, guys, a commercial break. Come here to WYSL. Be right back here in a couple minutes. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. I'm your host, Jim Price. Thank you guys so much for sticking around. That commercial break. Yeah, as we continue on, this whole Hunter Biden thing is not getting better. Now the um, Rosemont Seneca Partners that Hunter Biden was a part of well, they're showing there was direct direct communication, direct interaction with Delaware government representatives and that other authorities used his name while communicating with him about business operations. So the problem is, is that we have a credibility issue within – I mean, why do people – am I missing something here? Why do people th- are throwing money at – I mean, I have seen this Hunter guy. And I'm not saying that I'm any type of an Adonis here. I'm not, you know, Mr. GQ or whatever. But at the same time, why? what is the beauty, what is the draw of this guy where people are just throwing 
favors and money and time and all, all attention to this guy, I, I don't get it. You know, we've all seen the naked photos of the guy. We're not, what, what, are we, what are we talking about here? And yet, this we're finding out that even in Delaware, the Delaware government officials are actually interacting with Rosemont Seneca so that Hunter's business partners across the pond uh, of this globe are uh, getting beneficial contracts with the Delaware government. See, this is the stuff I just don't think we all pay attention to. There is so much of this backdoor dealing. It's just, uh, ugh. Oh, anyway, uh, guys, remember that FTX... Remember FTX, that Sam guy, the Sam uh, Bankman free, the guy who has a hyphenated last name? If a dude's got a hyphenated last name, I don't trust him. This is this is my, okay, I, I don't know if this is a foolproof plan of mine for the rest of my life, but I'm just telling you right now, as a matter of practice, I don't trust hyphenated names. Woman or, woman or man, especially a man. I don't understand this whole thing with football players and all this other stuff with the, well, it's giving reference to my daddy and my mommy and my uncle and my dad. Okay, just pick a name. Stick with it. Go with it. But anyway, I just don't, I don't get it. Anyway, this guy, Sam Bankman Freed, Fried, well, mommy and daddy just happen to be part of the Fed Reserve and some banks and stuff. Um, the feds have dropped campaign finance charges. Just, just did that. You know, it's because this is what we do, right? We... You know, we went in, remember they were charging with a bazillion things, like, oh, you lost $100 billion. Oh, we're going to come and arrest you. We're going to get you, you bad guy. Oh, uh, here, here's a here's an ankle bracelet. Go home with mommy and daddy. We're going to arrest you in the Caribbean. We're going to take you to America. But then you get to spend your time in California, your mommy and daddy's palatious multi-million dollar house. Again, this, guys, this is what your government, your DOJ, is doing for you, right? This guy lost $100 billion and didn't lose it like, oh, man, we were trying this new cold fusion and we were trying real hard and the science just didn't work and things didn't come together. No, this guy processed about $80 billion of U.S. tax dollars going to Ukraine and FTX was the the main hub for all donations going to any type of charities in Ukraine. The United States, the Ukrainian government mandated, mandated, you know, through direction, policy, uh, those kind of things, told the world that, hey, if you're going to donate to any charities, those are required to go through FTX because it's the safest platform out there. The same platform that right, right after all that announcement, after we sent 80-some billion dollars through FTX, FTX lost... $100 billion, and that money just disappeared. It just disappeared. I don't know what happened to that money there. I was in there, and I was like, click, 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 and, I'll, and it was gone. I have no idea. I am so flabbergasted. But how come Tom Brady didn't pay for that with a hit on the chin from all the celebrities and the people around him? Why? Because they were in on it. Because they were trying to get the dummies, the little people, to come in there, put their life savings into this, and then watch it all get toilet flush. And then when, when we got the old pedo in chief in there sending billions, tens of billions of dollars to Ukraine through FTX, oops, did 10% go to the big guy? I don't know. I'll take 10% of $80 billion. I'm, I'm just saying. I, I'm not, I, guys, I am not against taking 10% of $80 billion. I'll figure it out. I, I don't know what the tax, you know, things are. Probably won't pay him. 
Because why am I going to pay into a, a, a corporation? Yes, the United States is a corporation. Why do I pay into a corporation that pays for millions of abortions worldwide? Why would I be a part of a tax system that says, oh, yeah, by the way, it's okay. Um, we're going to kill babies, and uh, we're just going to use your money to do it. So you're okay with that, right? Your morality doesn't matter because the law says. But by the way, guys, you understand that the law I – mean, this has been testified even this year in the House. Even this year, the IRS has no legal standing to collect from you. There is no law. There is nothing in the IRS that says that you are required to pay taxes to them. They say that they're a collection agency for the Federal Reserve, but do you know what the problem with that is? That judges don't know that. The judges who will rule against you because you say, I don't have to pay my taxes because the IRS has no authority over There's no law that says that they are ruling over me. And you can show the judge, and the judge will still side with the IRS and take your money and probably put you in jail. Because the judge doesn't even know that the IRS can't collect. And this is what we're up against. But FTX, this guy who's taken at least $100 billion and, and just it disappeared. Nobody knows where it went. All magical. This guy is getting charges dropped by your Department of Justice. Fed prosecutors on Thursday dropped another charge against the FTX founder, Sam Bankman. The feds dropped a campaign finance charge against the crypto scammer and the Democrat uh, donor due to um, procedural failing. Procedural failing? Okay, so something that you didn't do the procedure right, so you just dropped that charge against him? How is that a thing? This is unbelievable. Uh, he spent $40 million on midterms. And uh, this is all $40 million that went to Republicans and Democrats in the midterm elections. That's right, guys. So that's all this money laundering has been right in front of your face. And now they're dropping charges against this and dropping charges against this. And the next thing you know, the story is just going to disappear. And it won't be around for you to pay attention to. And that's what they're hoping for. This is an unbelievable thing that we actually have to have this conversation now, one of the things I want to talk about when we come back after the, the bottom of the hour break, we're going to talk about some CBDCs. I know you guys love central bank digital currency, but we got some updates of what's going on around the world, and we want to talk about that. But the Fed Reserve is uh, they're going to be raising rates to the highest level in 22 years. So that's actually came out in the Fed Reserve report yesterday that there is going to continue to be another quarter point hike and that will put your standard rate at 5.5 from the feds, which, again, I, I get it that, you know, back in the 80s, the 18% interest rate on a house, uh, that kind of stuff, well, that was, uh, that was also why home ownership was almost impossible for a lot of people because the interest rates were so large that you just couldn't even get into a house. And then they wanted, what was it, 20% down? So it was a rough market. And I remember I bought my first house when I bought my first house in 94. And uh, I think I paid 6% for it. And I thought I was killing it when I got 6% rate in 94, 95. And uh, anyway, so it was it was, a, it was an opportunity. I had gotten into it as a young man and uh, was running a framing crew. I was a foreman on a framing crew out there in Arizona, built, framing a house a week. That's how fast we framed houses out there. I don't think people realize when they talk about like the Valley or Vegas, when we were framing houses... We would pull up to a house on a Monday, and then Friday we would be doing our punch list to get out of there. 
that was what the regular thing is. Then we go in and we gang up on a house and we'd build a house in two days on the weekends. We were doing that all through the early 90s. That was a matter of practice. That was just what we did. We called it a peace house uh, when we'd frame a house on the weekend because we'd all, you know, there would be a, stand, a set budget and how many of us are working. We'd just divide up the money evenly. But anyway, I don't know why I went off on that whole thing. Oh, talk about interest rates on houses. But yeah, the, the Fed's going to go ahead and jump it up one more time because, you know, that's that's going to help us. We know that this is what they're doing. They're trying to pull money out of the market so that money has more value. But here's the problem, guys. When you think about your car, suddenly, you know, that you got the car dealership or somebody's like, hey, man, I'll buy your car. And, and, and they're like, well, how much you want? How much you pay for it? Oh, and they give you some great big number because it's just so huge. And you're like, man, I sure buy it. I think, you know, you can have that car for that money. What that really tells you is not that your car is worth more. The sad part of this is is that used car market is really a tough market right now. Prices are dropping on used cars. But the sad part of it is they're not dropping like they really should. The devaluation isn't really kicking in like it should because of inflation is looking at showing the numbers to almost stabilize or barely trickle down on used cars because of inflation. Because the value of your dollar is declining, the $1,000 car you were buying three years ago is now worth two and three thousand now because your dollar is worth less by two and three hundred percent, not the twenty four percent that but you know bread is up twenty four percent over the last year. The problem is is we're not looking at what it was three years ago. Okay, we're not looking at what it was two years ago. We're not looking at what it was really honestly even a year ago. We're using these factors, and we're not paying attention to this. This whole thing. We we just it's all it's all it's all lies. I mean, it absolutely is. They know what they're doing. They they know what they're doing. They're doing this because when they do this, they pull the money out of the markets. It's going to cause everything to cause a huge collapse, a huge slowdown, a knee jerk, a slam on the brakes where everybody hits the 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 dashboard with the forehead. They got to do this. They got to create the safe harbor, which is called CBDCs, central bank digital currency. The central bank digital currency is going to be the safe harbor. You guys, and I'm, I'm, I know you guys, we've talked about how you understanding what the situation is, you being able to be different. You know, when you see things coming up, you're like, hey, listen, I've seen what's coming. Jim Price, Josh told me, Josh retold me, this is what we're going to be up against. Don't, don't worry about it. We're going to get through this together, right? You get to be those people. But the sad part of this is, is that there's going to be a lot of people that are going to jump, jump straight. They're going to jump straight to CBDCs because it's going to be the safe harbor. They're going to feel that that's the only safe place for their money because dollars aren't it. Now, I do have some rumors out there that I do believe somehow, some way, the U.S. dollar is going to continue to make it. But at whose at who's loss? Whose balance sheet is going to show the, the, the negatives? Who's going to really be the one that's going to have to pay for all this? And it's probably going to be the little guy, right? Well, we know the establishment is not going to want to take on the, the losses. You know the establishment's going to come out ahead. How many more millionaires and billionaires do we have now after the shutdown and pandemic than we had prior? And how those selected few got to be a part of the Cool Kids Club? Well, how do you hedge against that? Well, the problem is, is you have to understand we've been talking to you guys about silver and gold for a long time, silver, brass, uh, to cover your butt. 
That's the whole, that's what we should be doing, right? Well, when you think about what's getting ready to come up, when you think about things are going to happen, these people have set us up for this failure, but you can be the difference makers going into this. And I'm going to talk about the CBDCs after the bottom of the hour uh, commercial break, but there's a lot more to come out on this thing. It's going to get bumpy, but you guys know it's all okay in the end. It's not going to be an issue for you guys because you're prepared, right? But there's a lot of other things out there with um, just the whole thing with Ukraine, the wars, the Fed Reserve doing their little thing. I think they're going to raise rates probably through the end of this year. I think we've got at least one to two more coming before they're going to stabilize somewhere around the 6 to 7% rate. I think that's going to be what they want to consider to be the new normal so they can create their balance sheet where they need it. But I don't know what to do on it other than you guys make sure that you're going to be prepared. You have to have yourself in the right place. And I do like the analogy the one guy says, well, hey, what should you do in the future? Should you have silver, gold, or brass? And he goes, brass. Because I've got the brass. I could take your gold and silver. <laughs> Something to think about, guys. All right, I got a commercial break coming up here at the bottom of the hour. Or WYSL will be right back. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, guys. Welcome back to WYSL, the Dark Delight Show. I'm your host, Jim Price, here in the lunch hour. Now, guys, remember that some of this stuff may not make your food subtle, but, you know, it's all about information flow. You guys are ahead of the information. And I have actually been way ahead of the information. So has Josh and others. We've talked about stuff. Now, let me give you this article here. This is from Ethan. Ethan Huff does a pretty good job. He's he's usually ahead of things as well. But I've told you guys about this. I've talked about it. I've talked about this for quite a long time, but here we go. A blockchain developer has reverse engineered the code behind the Brazilian central bank digital currency, the central bank digital currency for Brazil, CBDC, and has discovered an unsettling feature. The government has built in the ability... Oh, wait, the government. Yeah, the government's here to help you. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, government. Thank you for all the blessings you poured out on me so I could have a more blessed life. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. It's a small G God government, right? Anyway, the government has the ability to freeze funds and adjust balances. What? Wait, hold on a second. What your your stuff isn't worth what it was a minute ago? What do you mean? That's crazy. Oh, why would they ever do that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Pedro, the founder of Web3 Consulting Company, reviewed the application program interface published by the Monetary Authority on its GitHub account. And he says the government has not been forthcoming with an explanation. They tend to keep things closed off and usually don't communicate with non-bankers. Uh, he says to clarify that he has had a has had a few general discussions with CBDC implement implement. Oh wow, implementation. Uh, English is my first language. I'm doing really good at it, so don't pick on me. Uh, implementation uh, on the GitHub platform it says honestly they don't even need to care about public opinion. Brazilian media reporter confirms Brazilian government controls people's individual CBDC accounts. Uh, the reporter for the Brazilian Crypto News took to social media to, claim, uh, to the claim, spoke, and they spoke about the Brazilian authorities and confronted 
Megala Hell's findings, uh, which is which is Pedro. I don't know how to say his last name. Megala Hellas. Megala Hellas. I don't even. Anyway, so mega guy. Uh, the ability to freeze or arrest amounts held in this system is protected by current legislation in Brazil, according to the central bank. So the legislation, the legislators get to now pick and choose. Wow, that's that's nice. Suddenly, your representatives seem very important to you. The first public notice about this was shared by Pedro's LinkedIn account with the disclaimer that it was simply for educational purposes. At first, it was believed that the backdoor functions may only apply to DeFi or CeFi. That's uh, central. Anyway, we'll you go about it. Where it may be necessary to, f- to freeze the balances to compete... I'm sorry, to complete a smart contract operation. So they're saying what they were trying to say is well, they were trying to, when you have to complete a smart transaction operation, you have to be able to stop things or manipulate things or arrest a transaction. That sounds, that sounds normal. It's not. Well, it says here, it says, uh, but we have since learned that the Brazilian central banks can perform these backdoor tasks at any time it wishes. For no reason at all. In other words, it doesn't have to be a smart contract operation. The only way the Brazilian people could even attempt to fight back against the latest affront to their finances is to protest it on social media, according to Pedro. They will try to, um, they will try hard to adopt it, and they have the power to do it. So that's actually kind of crazy as well. That was from Ethern, uh, let's see, Ethram's Solidarity programming language uh that's an expert that was talking about that as a blockchain developer the only thing i've been asking for is please provide public smart contracts and let brazilians know what the central bank is doing on twitter someone responded to uh, pedro's confirmation finding by uh, speculating on how long it will be before the backdoor scheme is used by the government to punish citizens for committing acts of hate speech or Hate crimes. Where okay, what utopia are we all suit shooting for here? Seriously, that we're all. We, I mean, okay, we all know in the in the lab, the science, the science uh, where they did all the the uh, the rat or not the rabbits, the mice, where they showed generations of mice giving them as much food as they want, much shelter as they want, keeping the air conditioning on, keeping it right at seventy two degrees year round. They didn't have to struggle or fight for anything. They started out at one size, and within like five generations, they were like little bitty mice, and they were doing homosexual weird things and all this other stuff. Guys, there is there is a true decline in our society, and this is where we think that somehow we can stop all things that hurt. We can stop all things that cause pain or discomfort. And let me give this to you. This is why that is the stupidest thing you could ever do is by getting rid of pain, get, making sure you're ultimately always comfortable, never struggling, never striving. That doesn't work for the human nature. That doesn't work for the human being. Look at the example of gravity alone. If you did not have gravity sucking you to the ground, if you did not have gravity pulling on you right now, you wouldn't look like you. You wouldn't need bones. You wouldn't need any type of structure. You'd just be a big sack of flesh. You'd be just big old blob of you know, water, just kind of moving around, right? You wouldn't need bones. You wouldn't need a face. You wouldn't need a skull to protect your brain. 
You wouldn't need uh, the rib cage to make sure your lungs are you know, going to be protected and a diaphragm to move the blood around your body. So what I'm trying to say, guys, is even though we all think that because things hurt, life sucks, when reality... When you things hurt, that means you're having you're making progress. You mean things that have gotten done. That means you've got a story to tell. And to say that you can sit around in some like amoebic state where you don't ever have to struggle and you don't ever have to fight, you don't have to ever think and you don't have to be challenged, that's not life. There's not okay, think of first of all, let's do this. Um, the majority of people come through the birthing canal of a woman. Now, by the way, that ain't easy. Not only for the woman, but for the baby as well. You know, you're going through something that's a lot smaller than what you are. And you've got to get your shoulders and your neck and your hips and all your stuff through there. And just a second ago, you were in this nice, almost 100 degree water, hanging out, being cool, getting fed all day long. And all of a sudden, someone's yanking you through a hole that's smaller than your head. The very first day you decided to be, yeah, come out here and look at the sunshine was a struggle for you. It was terrifying. It was horrific. So what makes you think the rest of the, your life is just going to be rose petals and pats on the head? Now, if they pat you too hard on the head, you're going to bruise because you haven't been challenged. You haven't sweat. You haven't panted. You haven't struggled. And the idea that gravity, just by the simple existence of gravity, shows you that life is not about... You know, just fluffy pancakes all the time. Sometimes they get a little burnt. Sometimes they're not all that great. Sometimes you run out of syrup. And that's okay. See, guys, we need to have struggle. But for them to say that they're going to run around and they're going to eliminate hate speech or hate crimes, that's stupidity in motion. There's no utopia like that. There's nothing that's going to ever occur. Not on this earth, guys. It's not going to... I, I, don't, I, don't, I know that you guys want peace on earth and all that. and We'll have it. We'll have peace on earth, but not like you think. There's always going to be that guy that pulls over in front of you. Stops short. The guy that you know cuts you off or tries to swipe, sideswipe your door just in the cars alone, your trucks alone. Much less all the other things that go on in the world. So yes, there will always be a struggle. There will always be things that we got to fight against. There will always be the wind. There will always be the sun. There will be the snow. And embrace that and know that that's part of life and enjoy that part of it. Think about how great it is to be alive. But to sit here and listen to these people talk about CBDCs and the idea that somehow controlling the value of these or controlling people's spending will eliminate hate speech and hate crimes, you really are a dummy. And I'm not, I'm not saying like a small D dummy. I'm saying the big D dummy. You are, you are dumb. It's not going to work. It doesn't make a better you. And you could use the analogy of a weightlifter, a runner, a swimmer, a pilot. It doesn't matter. The more often you practice your craft, the more you push and struggle and fight, the greater you become. But when you become soft and squishy and a potato and sitting in your mom's basement playing video games all day, then you're nothing. You're just a burden to everybody else around you. But in reality, if you get out there and you struggle and you fight and you start changing your body and your mind and your situation, you become amazing. And you'll always have to fight. You have to get up. You have to go to get a shower. You have to go to the bathroom. You got to shave. You got to get your hair cut. You got to actually have a good vocabulary to communicate with the world around you. Those are all struggles. Those are all fights. But to say that we could create a utopia by saying that we're going to mess with people's value of currency through 
hate speech and hate crime control, that's not going to work. It doesn't work. And the reason that my show has been, the success it has been, is because I've talked about us being better than we were the day before every single day. I say constantly on my show, selflessness over selfishness. Being the difference makers out there. And we can be. But we have to understand that, that but when we're going to be the difference maker, that takes effort. That means it takes, you got to get up and you got to go do things. And listen, we, it, we spend more time making excuses not to do a task than how long the task actually takes. And I dare you to prove me wrong. I dare you to go out there and say, you know what? That's not real. I'm going to go out here and do this task, and I'll show you that it takes way longer than it was for me to complain about it. Oops. You got the task done, didn't you? Too many times we create cages and boxes or walls or limitations for ourselves, and most of it's just insecurity. Most of it's the, the opposite of the ego. And we got to be more mindful that we can be amazing. We don't need others to tear us down. We can build ourselves up. All right, guys, we've got a commercial break coming up. WYSL, be right back here in a couple of minutes. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. It's my life. It's now All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Dark Delight Show. I'm your host, Jim Price. We do have a caller calling in right here after the break. Dave from Rockport. Are you out there, buddy? Well, I'm here, Jim. How are you today, man? Doing good, sir. Good to hear from you. How's your How's your week, man? Man, how's your utopia? You got you could just you don't even have to struggle anymore, right? Because the uh, Biden administration. Exactly, yeah. and the People's Republic of New York. Hey, uh, when you guys came <laughs> to the beach cover, that was a great time. I just want to reiterate the yeah. good people, uh, good meet and greet, good food, everything. Yeah, um, yeah it was great. But, it was great to see everybody. It was fantastic. Yeah, nice hospitality, but warm, uh, wet weather in Rochester. So my hard drive kicked in the other day. Um, and there was a Christmas present in 2020 that nobody talked much about up here in Rochester called City Blue Printing. I was able to find an article on Spectrum News' website. It was like mm-hmm. uh, midnight, Christmas morning, you know, Christmas Eve, whatever. And uh, this whole longtime family printing business went up in flames. The walls fell down, complete loss. It was crazy. They quoted the one gentleman in the Spectrum article about, you know, we can't even find anything. We had so much equipment here. Steel equipment doesn't go down like that. But a local <laughs> TV station had interviewed a, a lady, I think it was. She says it was probably due to all those ballots we were printing that were laying all over. And I thought, man, that, that option hasn't even been explored by the Sydney Powells of this world. Wow. That is great. What do you think of that? That's, that was awesome. That's a good catch. Um, do you have the individual, the individual who actually said that? Do we, do we have a way to communicate and get a hold of them? Um, well, the thing is, on the Spectrum News site about it, um, there's a gentleman, I think his name was Maury Kiefer or something, that said, we couldn't find any of our equipment. You know, where's he been working there 15 years? So the, the um, printers just evaporated, and kind of like those yeah, uh, jet planes that evaporated, but the they... passports made to the ground. Exactly. You know, it's like you should see some steel framing and there's video of the walls coming down and, and everything like that. It was a heck of a fire, complete loss. But then it just right. went silent and somehow my old guy hard drive hooked up with my memory bank and I looked it up right. and it's still out there. But it, it just seems odd because I do remember seeing the lady say, yeah, it's probably all the ballots that were laying around. And then the gentleman from New York, the truck driver, was exonerated for hauling ballots from New York. Not that it was our part of the state down to PA, right. if I recall. 
Well, yeah. See, that's again, these pieces are, are very interrelated because remember, it's compartmentalized. So no one really knows how the whole operation happens, but you can get little pieces and finally put it back together. Yeah. Um, I just had to share that with you. I've been busier in the cut cat yeah. here. And uh, again, wanted to, to thank everybody for our little shindig there a month or so ago at the Beachcomber. It was great. Yeah, no, it was great having you guys. Thank you so much, John, for the phone call. And uh, keep keep uh, dry, even though it's a little bit moist out there, huh? It's a lot moist. Thank you, buddy. Have a good day. <laughs> you bet. We'll see you guys. All right. Well, again, this is a situation where, you know, this is where we talk about these little connections, right? These little pieces where things will all of a sudden come together. And I've had thoughts that I've had to go back. And I'm, yeah, I'm looking at the picture right near on Spectrum News. So this thing is like a what four feet worth of rubble just piled up in the middle of this building where it's just all gone but yet all the there's no printing equipment there's no i don't know if you guys ever been around a paper fire or not but they actually burn differently than the others but this is magic that how this whole thing went clear to the ground wow city blueprint yeah that's pretty cool all right i'm going to read up on that but here let me talk about this real quick this is going to it's going to bring this whole thing together for you guys you guys are going to feel like this big warm blanket is just going to take over, and you're going to feel the utopia coming in here. Now, this is... you guys remember back when we had the whole uh, Texas freeze where the wind generation wasn't working, and they just happened to turn the gas generation or gas power generation off and all that? Remember that whole thing? That was during the pandemic. <clears throat> Sorry about that. I had a cough there. Um, so this is, uh, this is not... This is... Well, I'll just read the article here for you. All right. This is from Reuters. PGM Interconnection, the biggest U.S. electric grid operator, issued a level one emergency alert for Thursday as people crank up air conditionings to start to stave off the heat wave. Now, guys, remember, the only reason it feels hot outside is because 72 degrees inside and you go outside, and it's 100 degrees outside. That's a 30 degree swing. It's going to feel hotter. Just work with me on that. OK, anyway, let's go back to the article. The operator issued an emergency alert, Level 1, Wednesday, July 27th, signaling it had the available resources to meet firm load and reserve commitments and and was concerned about sustaining its required uh, reserves. PG, I'm sorry, PJM oversees supplies to 13-state region, managing paying out on-call generators to keep power systems running. And so managing and paying out on-call generators. So they have to go out on-call generators. means some of these generators I've talked about on these wind generation farms. Wind generation farms have huge 40 and 50,000 horsepower diesel generation uh, stations so that they keep electricity to the wind turbines so they can turn into the wind because they can't produce enough power to, to turn themselves into the wind. You guys get that, right? It takes power to turn the wind generation fan blades so they get up to speed to catch the wind, but also they have to be turned into the wind, which takes power as well. Yeah, who cares? Uh, demand is forecasted to reach 153,000 megawatts as of 5 p.m. on Thursday and has approximately 160,000 uh, megawatts of generating capacity. 186,000. So what did I say? 160,000? 186,000. So they have 186,000 megawatts. So they got a 30,000-megawatt uh, window in there. Early this week, a hot weather alert was issued uh, for July 28th, which is tomorrow, 
yeah, tomorrow. It's Friday. Anyway, as a heat wave breaks part uh, out in parts of the country, the Texas power grid hit a record high on July 18th. So that was about a week ago, 10 days ago, but has so far avoided rolling blackouts, while Arizona has saw power uses soar to an all-time high this week. Again, this is July. This is when it goes to all-time highs. What about August? What are we going to do next month when it's still the hot like this? I mean, we're having four or five days in a row of of 100 degrees here in the state of Kansas. So, you know, are we supposed to all like, oh, the world's done, we're all going to die. But what they're saying is that, yes, we have a heat advisory coming on, and they're going to be able to make the demand. Now, how about California? Is California going to make it through this whole thing? Is that Are they going to be okay? They... I don't think so. I don't think it's going to work out that way. But that's what we have to do here. Uh, you saw Kevin Spacey got off on his whole thing the, by Lon- London jurors. Um, found him not guilty for Kevin Spacey's charges he had in London. Now, again, guys, we have to be very careful on this day where we're going to all jump on the bandwagon of the sound of freedom. And I'm going to do a precaution right before we go to the end of the show here. And I want you guys to think about this. Yes, there are bad people. Yes, there are evil people. There are people who have evil in their hearts who want to do evil to other people as well. But we got to remember, not everybody is evil and not everybody is a bad person. So we have to be careful when we, we make accusations. We have to be very methodical and make sure we're not throwing the baby in the bathwater out all at the same time when we think about this. Remember the Me Too movement caught up a lot of people, including a Supreme Court justice. And in fact, two of them, if I remember right, there was the female Supreme Court justice who actually had a slight little sexual something that they were trying to throw her away. Remember that? But they remember they threw Kavanaugh under the bus. But this guy just happened to have a diary where he literally talked about the exact party that the lady was supposedly at where she didn't attend and had noted all the different participants at the party. See, guys, we have to be careful that we always make sure that we, we don't jump to conclusions, right? We want to make sure that we have our, our facts accurate. And in this time like now, we have to be discerning and be the right people at the right time. Remember, the future is a reflection of your heart now. Make sure your heart's in the right place every single day, being better than you were the day before. Thank you guys so much for being here on the Dr. Light Show. I'm your host, Jim Price on WISL. You guys all have a great day, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs>